0: Praise God, we're part two of Colossians today. If you're a guest with us, thank you so much for being with us today. It is awesome to have you in the worship guide as well as online. Thank you for being here, and I want to encourage you. We're coming into the vacation season now, and I want to, even if, even if you're traveling or whatever, go ahead and, and uh, link in with us, because <clears throat> I believe that God has a word for us on a consistent, on a consistent basis. So uh, encourage you to be, to, to be a part even whenever you're on vacation. Don't vacation from God when you're on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Man, y'all are a tough crowd this morning. I mean, it's, uh, this week is, I want to just highlight real quick that this week we have the primaries. I want to encourage you to go out, if you haven't already, to go out and vote. And I don't tell folks who to vote for, but I want to encourage you, uh, if you're a follower of Christ, and we welcome you, whether you are or not, online or here in service, but if you're a follower of Christ, I want to encourage you to kind of do some research. Don't, on those who are, who line up with who God is, and what God wants. And that hold close to the Bible and to the Constitution. Alright, we good? So, if you, if you want to complain about what's going on in the U.S. of A., you, you get the right to complain if you, vo- if you vote. If you don't vote, you give null and void your, <laughs> your right to complain. All right, Alright, praise God. Colossians chapter 2. Uh, We're going our part two. Remember from last week, just a little bit of review. There's a place there's in your worship guides. You can you can follow along with the notes as well as online. There's a place for that as well. The author is the Apostle Paul. It's it's another one of his letters that he wrote while in prison, and uh, a lot of what he a lot of his ministry was from prison, isn't that something? How God can, can place us in, in maybe even some uncomfortable places to, to get us at the, at the place where he wants us to be able to minister to who he wants us to minister to. Whenever we trust who God is, we can trust him even in the difficult places. And the reason for for this, if you remember from last week, the reason for or the purpose for this letter that he is writing is because there were some folks that were coming in that were trying to scam the church, the believers there, scams that promised super spirituality. And... Obviously, scams are nothing new. Paul wrote about them, and he warned about them way back then. I talked about being scammed last week. You might not be surprised. I got, found out I got scammed Thursday. <laughs> Even with all the wisdom that comes with a white beard, you, I mean, it still got scammed. I, I stopped, a, canceled a subscription uh, uh well, over eight months ago, well, all of a sudden, money found out Thursday that money was pulled from their account from this subscription that I canceled eight months ago, so I go in there and i you know cancelled this subscription they said well it it has here that you put it on a six month freeze i said, I did not put it on a six month freeze i I canceled. And they said, Well, you signed a deal for a six month freeze. I said, And they said, You know, they had put a piece of paper out there and signed, and then put me over on the kiosk to sign, you know, something. And I said, So I, I signed like this five pages on this three inch deal in two point font. <laughs> and i was supposed to stand here and read all of that before signing just to make sure we're clear i want to cancel this time isn't that something how we can even whenever you're trying to trust folks you can get you can get scammed pretty good well there were people that were coming into the church and trying to tell these believers, some knew, and some, you know, Paul hadn't visited there. They may not have had an apostle that had come through. It was someone who got, got saved under Paul's ministry in Ephesus, Epaphras. You'll see him if you're, if you're, if you're reading through Colossians uh, while we're in this, in this. You'll see his name a couple of times. And he wasn't an apostle, he wasn't, God uses, God doesn't just use pastors. He doesn't just use the, the people on staff or whatever. He doesn't just use people that are on stage. He uses, he wants to use us. Amen? Amen. Y'all help me out here. I'll preach shorter. I'll think that you are getting what I'm saying if you kind of help me out. If you don't, I'll just keep on expounding, thinking that you don't hear what I'm saying. <clears throat> but he, he, a lot of Paul's letters were letters of correction. Something had happened in the church, or something was going on in the church, and this one doesn't have. It's more of him trying to warn them of what could happen, of these people that were coming coming into churches and trying to scam them on trying to act like they're super spiritual. And they knew the secrets to how to, how to get you to that place where you, you continue to get tingles every time, you, every time you start to sing a song or whatever. But these we see, and this isn't in your notes, but we, we know that they haven't, they haven't fallen for it. It's more of Paul warning about it. And, it, and being proud of them and encouraging them and giving them some things to, to agree with and to stand on. Because in verse 5 of chapter 2, he says, For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I, re, I rejoice. And I'm sorry this isn't, you'll have to look it up in your paper Bible I, I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. So it's not that they've fallen for the scams. It's more of he's encouraging them and saying, watch out. And if there's anything that is helpful on a weekly basis or a daily basis, we need to be around people that, that help us watch out. Not that we've already fallen, but that we have some folks around us that say, man, I came across this other day, and you need to pay attention. Somebody that loves us enough to speak into our lives before we fall, huh? All right, so these scams that were going on. One extreme was to flog the body to be supernatural. You had to do all of these things, and we're not going to expound on it again or whatever. But, And then the other extreme on the other side is <clears throat> free the body to be supernatural. In other words, one side, today it shows up, and that there's not very many Americans that would fall for, including me, fall for the scam of I'm going to flog my body. And maybe if they, you know, keep it on the F, start feed my body. No, I fall for that. But <clears throat> but what, what it looks like today is what I can't do, and what I have to do to become super spiritual. So that's the one extreme. Is all of the stuff that we. That we, that we can't do. You hear, we hear all of the, the full list of what I can't do if I'm going to be a super spiritual person. Or, and on that same extreme, all of the things that I have to do if I'm going to be a super spiritual person. But then on the other extreme, we can get scammed and trying to be supernatural by what I can do and what I don't have to do to be super spiritual. You see the two extremes? And, you, and what the focus is on both of those is I. A whole lot of focus on me and I. What I can't do and what I, I have to do and what or what I can do and what I I don't have to do. And I've noticed that people with the case of IITis is what I call it. It's a bad sickness. <laughs> Man, y'all are a tough crowd today. People with a case of IITIS are suckers for scams. Because whenever we're always focused on ourselves, then we get suckered into all kinds of stuff to, for whatever reason. And so, and then the, the other thing that I've noticed after 30 plus years of full-time ministry and a lifetime in church is that the vast majority of people that have a strong desire to be super spiritual usually have a very weak desire to serve unless there is high recognition that follows it and yet the jesus and yet jesus didn't say that the super spiritual would be rewarded what he said was those who are super servants will be rewarded Praise God! I'll lay man myself, and so Paul wanted to encourage these believers and us that we don't need to try to be super spiritual, but to set our focus on what we sang about this morning on who He is and how awesome He is, and the we we focus on the one that is higher and greater than us John the Baptist said i must decrease so that he may increase so paul's central message and throughout colossians is that jesus is supreme and sufficient jesus is supreme And sufficient. Say that with me. Jesus is supreme and sufficient. If you don't get anything else out of the anything else that I say. This entire letter. Short letter that Paul read was keep your eyes on Jesus. Because he is the one who is supreme. And he is sufficient. He is enough. All right. Now that we're done with the intro and the review, let's move on to chapter to chapter 2. And in the first few verses, Paul tells us some things that he desired for believers. And there's some things that God desires for, for every one of us. Colossians 2, starting with verse 1. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea. And for many other believers who have never met me personally. He had never met these people before. And yet he was still agonizing that they would stay strong in their faith. And at some point this week whenever I was thinking about this passage and running through it. I started thinking when was the last time that I actually agonized or felt intense about some believers that i didn't know i mean i agonize over you i agonize over my family especially my grandkids and the where we are that they will be followers of jesus christ but i haven't i mean i haven't agonized over and it made me start thinking about the the persecuted church. It started me. Make me started thinking. Start thinking about the those believers that we prayed for in Afghanistan during that time. It started make, making me think of believers that I don't have never met that are in uh, Ukraine right now, and all of these different places. Some that that are in the, in our, right in our face right now as far as things that are happening in that part of the world. But that stuff happens all the time around the world. And we as followers, I, not pointing a finger at you, I need to be mindful and start going before God for folks that are in tough situations and are standing strong for Christ, even in the most life-threatening situations. So anyway, going on, verse 2. And this is where we see some of the things that Paul desired for them that I truly believe that God desires for all of us as well. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysteries, mysterious plan, which is in notice that he continues to come back to, to Christ. It's not... You, it's not me, it's not I, it's in Christ Himself. In Him, Jesus, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you want to know the secret things, get to know Jesus. So we see a few things that that I believe God desires for us that Paul brings out, that you're encouraged. He doesn't want his people to walk around discouraged, depressed, upset. Energy comes whenever we're encouraged, not discouraged. He wants us that you're knit together by strong ties of love. God's plan and desire is for us to be for us to be knit together. He doesn't want us doing life alone. God's desire is that we, are, that we have strong, God-centered relationships. He wants us to be knit together. Now, we have somebody in the church that Karen Pfizer. Raise your hand, Karen. Yes, raise your hand. I'm not going to make you stand up. And I should have asked her what her business is because she And I know there's a difference between knitting and crochet. She's a crocheter instead of a knitter. But it still goes to show, isn't that beautiful? Um, I mean. (laughs) This is the way God wants us to be. He wants us to be all tied up together. Not just a loose strand out here that, uh, that just basically we can hang ourselves with a, with a string or whatever. He wants us up close together because there's strength. There's more strength whenever we're knit together with strong ties. I'm going to try not to pull this apart. It's harder to break Whenever you're knit together. It's easier to be encouraged whenever you have people close to you. To encourage you. And to strengthen you. God's desire is for us to be knit together with strong ties of love. And he can make something beautiful. Out of believers. Whenever we're knit together. We're more beautiful together than we are apart. If you're ugly, get around some beautiful people like this right here. And you look beautiful. We're stronger when we're when we're knit together. It's more it's more difficult for the enemy to deceive us whenever we're Knit together with one another. And God's desire is for us to be close. She has thousands of stuff. I mean, purses, little pocket things. I mean, she is awesome at this. If you need a gift, you need to talk to Karen because seriously, she has a business doing this stuff. So help yourself. I mean, don't help yourself. Go talk to her. And <laughs> God wants us to be close, not just. Well, you got the picture. The other thing is, He wants you to. Be... He wants us to be confident. God's desire is that you're confident. Paul said that he wanted them to have complete confidence. And God wants us to have complete confidence in Him. Again, He doesn't want us to go through. He wants us to be encouraged where we're not depressed and discouraged. And He doesn't want us to be timid. He doesn't want us to be insecure. He doesn't want us to be anxious about anything else. He desires that His people go through life with their shoulders squared back and ready to take on life because God is greater. And How great Thou art! Praise God. Don't let the enemy deceive you that God wants you walking around like this because he does not. That is the enemy trying to deceive us. And then he goes on lastly that you understand God's plan God wants us to understand God's plan. He goes on in that next verse. In Jesus Jesus lies hidden all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. And that's not just spiritual things, what we consider spiritual things. Honestly, everything is spiritual. (laughs) But in Christ lied... Lies everything that we need, all the answers for life and for godliness, it says in 2 Peter 1. So if you're in a situation and you don't know, come encouraged, come in faith, come with confidence, and say, God, I thank you that in you lies all wisdom and all understanding and i'm i am going coming to you to bring all that i need for this situation don't leave jesus into just one hour on sunday bring him in every day every minute of every day we good that's good stuff, man. I am so glad that God desires good things for us and not evil things. All right? So we can still have a long way to go as far as, and a short time to get there. Y'all are too young to even remember that. So here's God's plan as we moving forward to, to verse 6. God's plan is for us to accept, but not just accept, But also follow Jesus. Verse 6. And now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. You need to continue to follow him. If you want to to truly experience the greatness of God. And the fullness of God. Don't just accept him as Savior. Follow him as Lord. Lord. Moving on, we could stay there for a minute, but we're not going to because it's the time it is. Then it moves into, and we're gonna we're just gonna read through the rest of this chapter. And pay attention, if you if you had a, if you still brought paper Bibles to church, huh, I, would, I would at this point I would be saying take your highlighter or your pen and underline all of the places that you see. All of the lets and the don't lets. Again, notice the terminology. It, he's, he doesn't say this by accident. He's making sure that, we, that they know and that we know that it's not I, 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 I. It is what we let Jesus do in us. So pay attention over the next as we read through this, and I'm sure I'll stop along the way a little bit, but didn't put it in your notes. You just pay attention to the let's and the don't let's. Verse 7, let your roots go down into him, talking about Jesus, and yet let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. He's talking about, notice he said, he, he's going right after what these scammers are talking about. He talks about Jesus being, being everything hidden in him, that he is the secret to understanding and wisdom. It's not that God wants us to be shallow, weak, or stagnant believers. He wants us to have a deep, strong And growing faith. But health and strength happens with less of a focus on what we're doing. And more of a focus on making sure we're in a position to let him work. In us. And through us. Amen. Moving on to verse 8. Get your highlighter and your pen. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather, rather than from Christ. For in Christ, no, over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, he keeps coming back to Jesus. Because Jesus is supreme and sufficient for in christ lives all the fullness of god in human body so you also are complete you are complete already through your union with christ who is who is the head over every ruler and authority when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. In other words, it's not about the abuse and the mutilation that you can do with your, with, to yourself trying to be super spiritual. <coughs> it's what Christ can do on the inside that works out to the outside. <coughs> Excuse me. Lost where I was at. Well, verse we 12. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to life because you trusted, you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. It wasn't some special, difficult, thing that you did to be super spiritual it is that you placed your trust in what Jesus did on the cross isn't that good doesn't that relieve a whole lot you were dead because you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away then God made you alive God made you alive with Christ for he for, for he forgave all our sin. Verse 14. He canceled the record of all the charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. Man. not what you can do it's what jesus has done verse 15 in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross verse 16 get your highlighter out so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ Himself is that reality. Praise God! It's all in Him. Jesus is supreme and He is sufficient. Going on. Verse 18, another highlight moment. Seth, you can come on up. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on, he's just, he just continually hitting this thing on that first extreme in this chapter. He's just going after the ones who said to be super spiritual, you have to, be, you have to do all of this stuff. You have to pay attention to every little thing instead of just paying attention to the simple thing of getting close to Jesus, getting to know Him, and letting Him continually do a work inside of you because if we have a close relationship with Jesus, He's going to to speak to us and He's going to lead us. So don't let anyone condemn you about all this stuff. Because their sinful minds have made them proud. They're talking about all their visions and all of their secrets that they have that they need that they need to reveal to you. If you'll get to know to know Jesus, you don't, you don't have to have all of that. Verse 19. And they're not knit together. Instead of them, Wanting to, instead of them being knit together they're wanting to be up and be the attention of it all. They're wanting to make sure you look at them because they got eye It's really bad. They're not connected to Christ. The head of the body. For He holds not only all of creation He holds the whole body together. He holds the body of Christ together with its joints and ligaments. And it grows not by some super message of some super something to be, to do. But it grows whenever God nourishes it. And I am desperate and have been for a long time that whenever we come together that we're not only knit, knit together that by a common, a common theme of saying I'm a follower of Christ. but we're growing deep in our relationship with Him. We're growing close in our relationship with one another. And we're coming in expecting God to just nourish our souls. Because if we don't have Him working in us, if I don't have me working in me, if you don't have Him working in you, we don't have him working in us together we're doomed because I'm well, you see it, you feel it, you know it the, the enemy is not playing games right now it's, it's it's not a deal where you where you come to church to just make business deals even though you do need to talk to Karen It's getting to the place, and I believe it's, it's, you know, it could get to where not only, it's getting to the place, especially in some places, where if you come to church, that hurts your business more than helps it. It's getting to the place, and I think it could get to the place to where, in America, where it could get physically difficult we come together so we are we need to be desperate about not about checking a box but about experiencing God and getting knit together to where we can be strong because I believe with all of my heart that God not just Zeal Church, but the Big C Church. God wants to use His Church in a powerful way. These are some of the most exciting times that we can be, that can be as followers of Christ. And God has entrusted us here. So we need to see Him as the great God that He is, and not be playing games, trying to be super spiritual, we get serious about getting really close to God. Amen. So can we stand together? Lord, we come together right now and we exalt your name and we say you are king. You are Lord and we are so thankful that we don't have to do this and that and that and this and you made it where the simplest of us can just come and say God here I am I magnify your name God I offer myself to you to do a work in me to be the person that you called me and created me to be do that work in us oh God start that work in me let it be in all of us